Welcome in to the Soren Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Braden, and I am joined from the lovely pineapple from down south. He's probably sweating through his uh, pineapple skins, but uh, we got uh, Alan Pena, <laughs> and though he does not live in a pineapple under the sea, he does live near a, a, a gulf, you could say, and paired nicely with him, we have uh, me, uh, 22 Three coconut. hours. Three hours to be exact. Three, actually, <laughs> three and a half. Or four hours. I would say four hours. Four hours from the golf. That's that's accurate. <laughs> so close enough. Uh, close but enough. yeah, so uh, we're we're here back at you. Uh, May the 4th, one of my favorite days for a number of reasons, was recently. Quick shout out to my mom and aunt who shared the birthday on May 4th. As well as it was uh, Star Wars Day. And while it's kind of a bit of a Star Wars week for me, I've been watching a lot of Star Wars content lately with... Uh, a new uh, Star Wars TV show coming out called The Bad Batch. Uh, so that was fun. That's fun to been watch and following. But yeah, so uh, Alan, what, what do we want to talk, go first before we get into our topic? How are you doing? Oh, I've been doing pretty good. Um, just um, as those that um, have, uh, haven't been watching, uh, we just recorded our episode of Ulf Sterner, the first uh, NHL hockey player from Sweden uh, that will be released uh, in a couple of days. So um, check it out uh, where we talk great content ab- about him and how he opened the doors for Swedish players to come into the NHL and succeed. And so check us out on that episode. Um, it will be released a um, couple of days and, and go from there. Yeah, let's, uh, it was a fun episode. Uh, Sweden's a place that's near and dear to me with uh, having lived there for a little bit. So, uh, and just interacting with the culture and getting to know the people there. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been, it's fun to, it was fun to kind of revisit that time for a brief moment. Um, we briefly mentioned that we would be interested, if our listeners and fan bases are, we are interested in possibly exploring uh sports from around the world besides the ones we currently cover we'd be interested in covering whether it be uh women's sports whether it be uh other type of sports like uh bondi as i mentioned in the old standout episode if there's an interest in learning more about that alan i will be glad to cover it um there's some Irish sports that I've heard of that would be kind of fun to talk about as well um maybe we talk we uh, are interested in doing a wide variety of topics with that. So if that's something you as our listeners are interested in, feel free to reach out to us at our social media. Once again, for many of those that may not have uh, found us yet, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, at Pineapple22Media. Um, on Twitter, it just cut off the I and the A from the name, and you'll find us. And as uh, mentioned last time we talked about Champions League, I am still looking for a soccer team. Uh, we haven't had a whole lot of people respond on our social media pages about which team I should find. So uh, until then, I don't know who to pick. <laughs> and to be clear, um, we've had some comments. Um, we're looking for a European team. To be yes. We're not looking for MLS, like Major League Soccer in the U.S. We're looking for European team. So Please, um, if you know European, like explain why Braden should follow 
your team and cheer for them. I'm trying to convince them to become a Real Madrid fan. Uh, I don't think that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But you never know. But we're look. He's looking specifically for European, whether it be the Premier League, whether it be the uh, Serie A, La Liga, uh, the Bundesliga, or League One. Like, please shut him out. Tell him why, and he will make a decision from there. Specifically, European team. So I am not opposed to MLS, um, as I mentioned. Uh, most of those comments were from my family. Uh, as I was telling them, uh, I, I, I will hear arguments for any league, for any team. Uh, but if it is MLS, being from Colorado, I would lean more towards my hometown team. Uh, while they're not very good, when has Colorado sports ever been really good for a while? So <laughs> other than hockey and basketball, we're not doing too hot in our sports world. So... <laughs> Besides that, uh, Alan, we're uh, we're doing we're having a good time. Uh, we got quite a lot of content in the works for for our uh, fun listeners. Um, we're uh, for those that don't know, Alan and I are trying to form a little media company, a media group, if you will. That's a podcast network of all sorts of podcasts, ranging from whatever topics we want, uh, predominantly sports, as that's kind of what we started on, uh, and. Part of our network, we have at Noel Bull Sports guy, Braden Toro, who is trying to schedule our schedules if they line up correctly. We're going to appear on his show, and we're going to be discussing whether or not a minor league should be in the uh, NFL. And uh, we'll uh, be giving our thoughts on that as soon as we can find a time for all of us to sit down and record that episode. Uh, Our schedules didn't quite line up today, so... But uh, so that's kind of a little preview to some of the content we're working to bring to you at the people. Um, is there's anything else Alan, that you want to mention before we get dive right on into our next uh, uh, chapter? Nope. Let's go right ahead and jump let's in. Go, then Let's go right ahead and jump in. All right. So we have two teams here that are possibles for me to pick. Uh, we have Manchester United uh, donning, well, the red with the Chevy logo on it, right? That's their uh, they're sponsored by she- by Chevy. Yeah. The they're no their nicknames are known as the Red Devils, Manchester United. And on in the well in the other corner in baby blue, which I love baby blue uniforms. <laughs> I gotta say, you gotta see those Cardinals baby blues, man. Those look great. Or the Phillies. Ooh. Um, also, for those that my hat's backwards right now, but uh, I'm wearing a Phillies hat right now, so a uh, little disclosure. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I love babe. And anyway, before I, <laughs> I lose my train of thought, uh, in the other corner, we have a uh, Manchester city. So, uh, and of course, whenever you have a t- teams from the same, uh, city, there's going to be a bit of heat between those games. Uh, when we start talking baseball rivalries, we'll talk about the subway series with uh, the Yankees and the Mets and, uh, it's not much of a rivalry, and sometimes, but it it can also be one of the more fun rivalry games to watch. So uh, let's start talking about, uh, yeah, let's start talking some uh, some uh, football, Alan. Let's get yeah, right into definitely. It. And and it's funny we're talking about them because both of these teams, um, they're both gonna be playing for championships. Yeah, uh, one United. They'll be in the Europa League play, playing 
Villarreal. And then in the Champions League final, it's Manchester City playing Chelsea. And and you couldn't get any better than that. And and how like we probably won't talk about all the history of the lottery, but what we'll talk about is like just the context, like why what makes them unique, especially in their rivalry, and especially like in recent years, how like even Manchester United, um, how they they're trying to get back to actually where City is at right now. Where in recent, where in the past it was United looking at City like they're the baby brothers. Yeah, and. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, in a lot of those cases where we had kind of like earlier when I mentioned the Mets and Yankees, that's kind of how the Yankees look upon the Mets to be. No offense to Mets fans, it's just kind of how it worked out for you guys. Yeah, that well, that's how it is anyway. But um, so we'll dive in. Um, obviously Manchester United. Um, you hear the team, Manchester United. I always think of. Uh, one coach that to me um, was the main reason why like Manchester United is where they're at. And I always think of Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, this man, um, he, he had a demeanor that Manchester United were looking for. Uh, they've been a great club for several years with under Matt Busby. Uh, but then adding a fresh blood in Sir Alex Ferguson made United grow, go up. Um, and they've produced some of the greatest players during his time from, uh, we could talk right from Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes, Gary Neville, David Beckham played there, uh, Wayne Rooney as well, uh, Rio Ferdinand. Um, there was just a consistency with him just winning trophies and bringing back that Manchester United tradition. It reminds me a lot of like those powerful teams, like, like the Lakers, the Yankees that really, they, they just bring in a coach to give them a fresh start and go. And that's what happened with Sir Alex for a long, for a long time. Him 28 years 20, actually, I think it was 26 years. I think it's the longest in sports to coach one team. And he and they pretty much dominated everybody, including City, which, like, United looked at them as pretty much, you're the babies. And and that's how Sir Alex always viewed them. You are, you're the babies. You guys are, like, you're nothing to us. Yeah, like... It's uh, it's interesting how these guys they kind of came in and well we're we're kind of seeing how it it's going for them you know uh, yeah and it it what always helps the rivalry in my opinion is how competitive these teams are and you look at a team like Manchester United and though I'm still kind of getting into the world of soccer and everything like uh i can tell you it it gets intense in a lot of those games they uh are quite competitive and they know 
how to win and when to win. Uh, so uh, it's always fun to kind of see how they they do it over there. Yeah, it is. And really, uh, for City, um, it's, it's always been a very supportive fan base that they, they're just like the blue collar. We're ready to go to work uh, and try to win. And, and in the 90s, it was tough for them just because they couldn't. Um, they lost to them the whole decade. Think about that. Can you imagine if you lose to your rival the whole decade? You couldn't get a win. Like, that's how bad it is. And Manchester United, they they had a right to gloat all over the place, showing that, hey, we're, we're the main man of this rivalry in the league. You're never going to get through it. And eventually, um, in 2000s, it was still United dominated. But still creeping a little bit, City, how are you getting to a point where you just get tired of, of losing and being second fiddle to Manchester, to United, or to any other big league team that's like, okay, you know what? We have to do something. And, it, and the, the club realizes, you know what? We have to find a way how to compete was Manchester United because pretty much um, at that time, whether you are in, if you're playing, say, for West Ham and you're the star there, Manchester United or even Arsenal or Chelsea will be like, we got to go get this guy. Let's bring him out of West Ham to one of our teams. And that upgrades them big time. United did a lot of that as well. And so City was like, okay, we got to make a move. And it actually started from the top when City Football Group, where several of them come from the United Arab Emirates. United, is that, is that, did I say that right? United Arab Emirates? The, the I believe so, yeah. Thank you, yeah. They decided we're buying Manchester City. And the first signing they did, bringing in Carlos Tevez from Manchester United over the city. That signing, and it started, kick-started a, a fresh new rivalry that now it's like we can now compete with anybody. Mm, yeah, and uh, that's kind of the amazing thing with all of this, isn't it? Like, because of how intense this has gotten and what they've done, like, we're seeing quite a bit of uh, fantastic games, and they're fun to watch. Like, and that's all you really need, you know. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like, even off the pitch, like I mentioned, the Devis signing that was the first one, and when Manchester City made a billboard welcoming him, welcoming Carlos Devis to Manchester City, and Sir Alex Ferguson was like. He basically called them the noisy neighbors, pretty much. And that started it. And from there, City, they kept signing players each year from Edin Zeko uh, through even bringing guys like guys that were going to be important to the success of Manchester City. Vincent Company, uh, Sergio Aguero, who is the all-time leading scorer for Manchester City, and I think he is in the top five of Premier League goal scoring 
in the Premier League, in Premier League history. And they kept building and building. Uh, they've had unbelievable games. And then it culminated for Manchester City in 2012 when they won their first Premier League title under the expense, at the expense of Manchester United. When you win a league like that under your rivals, you're pretty much telling them, hey, we now got a title. We're coming for you. And even though they lost to, even though Manchester United won in 2013, which is the last year of Sir Alex Ferguson, this last season for um, for Sir uh, Alex Ferguson, winning the 2012 Premier League title set the tone to where Manchester City is right now and where Manchester United is right now. Yeah, and I don't know how to uh, kind of formulate what's in my head, but, like, these teams, they're showing you how to be competitive and how to do it properly, I think. And it's it's just amazing to kind of see how it's taking root in these players and in these games. And, uh, yeah, like, I honestly think that Sometimes we just need to understand just that, you know, there's uh, reasons for everything, you know, there's reasons why these teams are the way they are, how competitive they can be. And we're seeing just how uh, they're, they're playing. Like I, I have yet to actually watch one of those games myself just because, uh, well, I haven't really uh, had a chance to see those games. You know, they're, I've, like I mentioned before, I'm just barely getting into the game of soccer. Uh, so seeing that some of those things is, is different because I have yet to actually find a place where I can sit down and watch it. But yeah, that being said, like you – can't help but be impressed when you see these things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And really, um, and ever since that season, uh, 2013, Manchester United, uh, they've been up and down. Um, they've um, a lot of, like, really, when for United, trying to replace uh, a manager like uh, Alex Ferguson, he just can't. Like, he's a legend of the game. And and though Manchester United are trying to creep in, um, Manchester City, on the other hand, um, they've been up in, on the up and up. Um, they've even uh, rebranded uh, with their logo and then now with their new coach, Pep Guardiola, um, which we will talk about him in our, in our Champions League preview. Um, he, uh, they show that, hey, like we're – we're now one of Europe's important teams. Like you have to mention us out there just because we've, we've won almost every cup you can think of in England. And we want to venture over into Europe and it shows the fruits of the ownership. And that's the key, the ownership and the, um, and the, and the football operations, um, the soccer operations, you Everybody has to be on the same page. And that has been the key 
for Manchester City. Be on the same page. And that's why they are where they're at, united with they, their, their chairman resigned and they're look and now they're looking into having a fan owner situation as well. So it shows divisions like how one is handling a situation, how the other is handling the situation. And it shows on the on the field at where City just figures out a way to beat them, where now they look at Manchester United and say, you know what? We don't care. I know they have the trophies, but guess what? So do we. We have the trophies now, and we're going to show them that we're going to be the new kings of Manchester. And to be honest with you, in my opinion, I know I'm going to get some Manchester United fans saying, no, you're crazy. No way. I think they are an equal to Manchester United in England, in the Premier League. Europe, well, they have to show in this final that they can. I'm not going to go into details on that, but I will say in England, Manchester City is an equal to United. Oh, I would definitely agree with you on that. Like, at least for now, right? Um, If things end up changing and the teams are no longer the same as they are now, things will shift one way or the other. They always tend to. Um, But, you know, that's... That is more than okay. And, you know, like... Like you said, we have tr- we've had truly great and uh, renowned coaches on either side of the, the aisle here for these teams, and just look at what's been done because of it. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, and players, great and players. players, yeah. Um, some of the more iconic p- players that I know about are from the either one of these teams. So it's it's important that we give them a, a little time on the to recognize. Yeah, and really, um, I think they they did split their meetings this season, but really, it just next season it's even gonna get better because like now these teams are always mentioned to get the big stars all over the world. Before, oh, United, we're always gonna be in it to get them to to get so and so or so and so. Now, City is like, oh, we're joining in as well. Like, oh, we want to get early. Erling Haaland, oh, Manchester City is interested. They never say, oh, United is the first team. Manchester City is the first team. That's interesting because a lot of it, you you do win with players like from the academies. But when you got the resources to acquire that star player, that missing piece, then you can do a lot of wonders and surround that player with that with the cast that the supporting cast he needs to win. And that's what Manchester City has done. They, they know what they want. They know what they're looking for. And they, don't, they know, hey, we don't have to be Manchester United. We can be ourselves. And I think that's where United, in these past years, they've missed out. They're forgetting who they are. And when they, when you, in a rivalry, when you know who you are, you, that's when you, the best out of you gets in. And that's where I think they're starting to do that. But I would give it next season for United to be like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna be back in contention for a Premier League, which they have not won in in eight years. So they're not gonna get it this year. They're in second place, 
But next year, this could be their opportunity if they can get their identity back and show that, hey, City, isn't, they want a piece of us. They're equal to us. We have to show them, hey, we're back. And we're not going anywhere either. No, exactly. And that is the main thing, right? Like showing them that this is the main thing. Like you got to have a show of force when you're in a rubble. You got to make, make it seem like, hey, this game matters to us as players so the fans can get involved and say, hey, this this team matters to us, you know, and that's what makes rivalries great. Like the games get intense, the fans get involved and you can see some great games on the, on the pitch because of these rivalries. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And, and they're only going to get better. They're only going to get better. And, and really uh, the fruits of these teams um, they're shown. And this is the opportunity for each squad to get a trophy, a European trophy, which that has never happened in the rivalry. And it's only going to get better for both of these teams. How bad do they want it? It's, it just shows. And I don't know what else to say about this, uh, about the Derby, but really what I can say about it is that, and I mentioned it before, uh, Manchester City is, is now like the, class in my opinion of the Premier League just because they they've gone from the bottom to the top that happens a lot in soccer it does but to do it consistently that's a whole different story and City they've done it uh, ever since with the acquisition of Pep Guardiola just they've won the past three out of the four Premier League titles that shows how much the, like I mentioned, ownership cares, then soccer operations cares, and also from the coaching staff to the players, how much do they care as far as as going as going and winning championships and cups? Yeah, and when team, that's I think that's what separates this particular rivalry from others, right? Like both these are considered class in the leagues that they're a part of, you know, like they're considered champions. Um, we'll find out for sure if Man City is going to win their first ever final in the Champions League. And if they win, that I think that might at least put them on par with uh, Manchester United, at least for now. You know, like if they don't... Even if they have three historically? Yes. Yeah. Like I would say... Because, like, when was the last time Manchester United won the Champions uh, League? 2008. So, they won it in a while. You know? So, at least for me, that would make them on par. Because they've won it more recently. And it's like uh, if uh, when Barcelona – you're shaving your head because of the Barcelona thing, right? What do you mean? Uh. Did Barcelona win the rivalry matchup between them and uh, and uh, I'm not no, I'm not twice this year, this season. Okay, so so uh, then that 
never mind on that, but like <clears throat> if uh but Barcelona and Real Madrid they're they're on par in a lot of ways because of that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, they are. I do agree with that. So because and once if they were if Real Madrid were to win the Champions League, that puts them one step ahead of Barcelona. And that's what makes rivalries better, in my opinion. It allows them to go forward and decide uh, what they need to do and how they get there from where they're going. And if Manchester United wins the uh, Champions League, or sorry, Manchester City wins the Champions League, then Manchester United, they have to go through and figure out how to get back on top of the Champions League and show, hey, no, we're ahead. We're, we're, the, we're the class of Manchester. Until then, it'll, it'll be Manchester City. Yeah, and there's one thing, um, and I'll end with this, that I think the big-time clubs should know. If you have a club, another team that's in the same city, you better not let them off the hook, meaning you better not give them any shot. And I think Manchester United has done that. I think they know they've done that. And, and really for City... Um, Again, they they have shown like even though yes they've been involved in like fair play regu regulations, um, but at the end they know how to do it. They do it the right way. They they show they are the class of the Premier League, and I think they they're not gonna go anywhere as far as long as you have this ownership committed to winning and also developing players. They're not going anywhere. I can agree to that. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know what else to say on this. I think we're nearing the end of it. But it, we're really getting, we've, I think we did a good job today of going through what makes this derby so fantastic and what makes it unique in many regards. Yeah, I think we've done it as well. And hopefully, like I mentioned, um, Again, it's just it's just because we plan on doing this um, when COVID dies down in Europe, particularly Manchester in, in England. Please, we want to be there. We want to be there covering it, talking about it. And even the atmosphere, tremendous from both sides. And I think that will be a plus that hopefully we'll get to see in person sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I think that's going to be, it'll be fun to do at some point. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll uh, start wrapping it up. But like we've been mentioning before, like this is something that y'all are going to want to watch. This is something that uh, y'all are going to want to see as well. So uh, we'll, uh, We'll go from there but uh everybody we hope you have a beautiful day keep safe and uh we'll talk to you next time, next time.